Welcome to a Project Gunner podcast. I'm your host, Danielle McLeod, gun enthusiast, science major and teacher, and I'm here to share knowledge and information on everyone's favorite controversial topic, gun ownership. Project Gunner has dedicated itself to accurate gun laws and history discussions, as well as firearm and firearm accessory reviews. We also love to chat about anything else gun or shooting lifestyle related that we find interesting. For our first episode, we are focused on the history of firearms, a brief introduction to how this all got started. It is truly an interesting and historical art that can trace its roots back almost 2,000 years during the Han Dynasty in China when gunpowder was first described in writing. Of course, gunpowder wasn't called gunpowder back then, and the mixture of saltpeter, charcoal, and sulfur was believed to be used medicinally in religious worship and burned in bamboo tubes or thrown in fires to set off sparks and crackling noises to help ward off wild animals and demons. Naturally, its explosive properties were well documented, and by the 10th century, it was being used in a rudimentary gun that allowed a user to shoot a projectile out of a hollow container. Little did anyone know at the time, but this was quite literally changing the way people would approach self-defense tactics for centuries to come. There's no real date pinpointing when it was first introduced to Europe, but with the exploration of trade routes and establishment of the Silk Road in the 13th century, it doesn't take a genius to assume it made its way across Asia along with various other goods during this time. By 1346, cannons were being used between the Battle of the French and English during the Battle of Creasy, and documentation of handed guns occurred in 1364. Even though these first gun-like designs were anything but accurate, they were deadly, and it wasn't long before the design was being improved upon, which introduced some of the first gunsmithing techniques the world uses to this very day. The 15th and 16th century saw the invention of the matchlock and wheel lock designs, both allowing a user to shoot their weapon without having to manually light the charge. The wheel lock took this idea one step further and produced a spark to light the gunpowder, resulting in faster reloading and firing. Even though these were breakthrough technologies that resulted in both long gun and handgun improvements, the real winner was the discovery of rifling, first applied in 1498 in Germany. I know it's hard for us to fathom shooting any type of gun sans rifling, but prior to its introduction, you basically pointed your weapon at your target, pulled the trigger, and hoped for the best. Not to say it didn't do damage. In fact, it was incredibly effective and created chaos on the battlefield. And it also changed early diets significantly by making wild game easier to acquire. Riflings took some time to perfect, mainly because gunpowder left a lot of residue in the barrel, which gummed up the impressions and made the trajectory of the projectile obsolete. Even so, it was a common addition to all new guns by 1540. Combined with the flintlock addition in 1610, an idea born of the need to avoid moving the powder pan cover by hand before engaging the flint, its modern gun design seemed to be perfected for the time being, and for approximately 200 more years, no new major introductions were actually made. The rest of the 17th and 18th centuries focused more on physical comfort and size improvements, as well as stylistic designs. What this time period is best known for, however, is the introduction of the art to America. Without it, the world boot would be a very different place. European settlers brought their gunsmithing skills with them, set up shop in the New World, and were crucial to supplying firearm power, powder to budding revolutionary. In fact, many gunsmithing families had contacts with both state and government entities in support of the revolution, and risked it all to help support the bid for freedom. Wanted for treason against the crown, they didn't back down, and their actions became iconic in helping to shape America's love of both liberty and gun ownership. 
Following America's break from England led to the freedom so many laid their lives down for, and consequently advancements in firearm design. Many of the famous brands we know today were born in the decades following the Revolutionary War. Household names such as Remington, Colt, Smith & Wesson, and Browning all made bids in the race to be the best, taking advantage of our founding fathers' proclamation that men were born with inherent rights and capitalizing on newfound freedoms after years of suppressed control under the British monarchy. New technologies continue to be applied to our favorite weapons, and the result is an array of firearms that has changed the course of history. Approximately 122 million households exist in the United States, and rough polls prior to 2020 estimated that over 42% had one or more firearms. In fact, in last year alone, between 7 and 10 million new gun owners took advantage of their rights to own a gun, showcasing their knowledge and appreciation of the Second Amendment. Thanks for listening to this episode of Project Gunner, and I hope you all learned something new and informative about firearm history and ownership. Be sure to subscribe to future episodes and share the link. Look for more information concerning gun laws, responsibilities, and reviews on our website, projectgunner.com.